Welcome to the Vancouver Tech Podcast. This is episode 93. I'm your host, Drew O'Grizzik. Let's hop over to Samantha Ming from the Events Podcast. What's going on this week? Hey, Drew. A bunch of interesting events this week. On Monday, Lighthouse Labs is hosting a free JavaScript Essentials workshop. You'll learn how to build your own chatbot using JavaScript. It starts at 6 p.m. On Tuesday, Vancouver Founder Institute is having their information session. This is an event to learn more about their entrepreneur training programs. It's at 6.30 at the Profile in Gastown. Moving on to Wednesday, there is the Intro to Einstein Data Discovery for developers. Einstein Discovery is a service offered by Salesforce that provides analytics based on your own data. It's like your own personal data scientist. This event starts at 6 p.m. at the Salesforce office. On Thursday, there are two events to choose from. The first is an overview on Kubernetes. Kubernetes is an open source platform for automating deployment. It was originally designed by Google. If you're interested in that, the event is at 5.30 in downtown. The second event is an intro to deep learning with fast AI. This is part of their seven-week course, and this is their fifth lesson. There will be a coding session, so bring your laptop if you're interested in participating. This is at 6 p.m. at the Boeing Vancouver Labs. If you're looking for something on the weekend, on Saturday, you can attend a workshop on sales. You will learn how you can build a sales process that converts. It starts at 10 a.m. at the Spring Head Office in Gastown. I'm Samantha Ming, and that's this week's top events you should check out. And we're here with Lou Morical, CEO and founder of Prosperaprop. Thank you very much for joining us, Lou. Drew, it's an absolute pleasure. I've um, had a look at your website. I've had a listen at some of your podcasts, and you guys are doing some great stuff down there in Canada. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're doing some very interesting stuff over there in South Africa. So tell us uh, a little bit, first of all, about Prosperaprop and uh, what that's all about. Great. Yeah, it's a very exciting venture that we're busy with. Um, the idea behind Prosperiprop is to make it possible for really the, the layman, the person with 25 rand or um, $2 US dollars in their pocket, to get involved in property investment. Um, you'll know that property investment, especially high-profile property investment, the biggest portfolios in the world, often have a quite a high bar, a dollar bar, you can have a minimum investment that you need to, to come by and to invest in those with $2 in your pocket is a big game changer. $2 is, uh, you know, that's something anybody could invest in, uh, almost, you know, just about uh, the regular person on the street, even, even kids could start investing in that. Uh, is that something that is encouraged? Not necessarily children. I think um, with investment, the way that it goes, you need to have a minimum age of, say, 16 or 18, depending on the country. But in our case, and what, what our vision is, is really to reach the mom with two children that um, needs to start building up a, a bit of a savings account portfolio for when she needs to send the kids to university. And the, 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 the factory worker, those guys that has $2 every now and then, that would like to buy into a cryptocurrency that's going to keep on growing and that does not have the volatility that other cryptocurrencies normally would have. Okay, very cool. So before we talk about uh, the cryptocurrencies and ICOs, which I, mm. I really want to dive into, but let's talk a little bit uh, about you, Lou. What's sure. your background? I started as a um, 
I'm a typical entrepreneur. I've I've built businesses from the ground, IT businesses, and um, driven them to success. The last one that we did was Africa's first online escrow business, which we did, did about four years ago, started four years ago, ran it successfully for two years, and then sold it on to somebody that's now taking it to the next level. And that's basically what I do. I'm, I'm a certified Java systems developer. I had a, a stint in my life where I studied marketing and communications and all of that combines for this new person that takes a creative idea, puts it into practice and then tries to change lives with that. Okay, yeah, I saw um, I saw a video actually where you were being interviewed about that escrow, uh, and it, it seemed pretty interesting. So one of the people was saying, you know, he'd had he'd had some issues in the past where um, he'd gotten a contractor to come in and maybe uh, fix a cupboard or or do something, and they'd, they'd agreed upon a certain price. Uh, he maybe gave him the fifty percent upfront or seventy percent upfront, and then never hears from the guy. But with the this escrow that you had set up. Um, that was there to alleviate that, and that went uh, pretty well. It, it it absolutely did. But don't aren't we living in the most amazing time where we could use technology to bridge gaps gaps and to fix problems that used to that used to exist? And I think that's exactly where we are playing it in at the moment. We are at such a game changer of a of a, of a of a, of a technology curve that things are really starting to, to happen and, and things are, if you look at Bitcoin um, and what Bitcoin means to the world, Bitcoin is really the email of, mo of money. You can send an email to somebody's address and they'll receive it instantly. Now you can do the same thing with money. It, it's really an exciting time to be alive. What makes that, uh, what makes that different from a, a traditional form uh, of money transfer? Firstly, it's it's much faster. Um, it is um, a lot cheaper because it's all system driven, and the much faster part is if you do cross border transfers, it normally takes a a day or two before the money reaches the other end. With the cryptocurrencies and, and Bitcoin, the way that it works, it's as instant as email, and that that's a very nice analogy. Is just to link it back to email for people to understand. You upload money with your credit card into a little platform, which could be um, the same as, 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 an, as a normal app, uh, an app on your phone. You press a button and it sends money to an address that you've specified. And that person receives an almost instant notification saying the money's arrived and they can withdraw it on the other side. Very cool. Okay, so let's come back to uh, what you're currently doing and this ICO. Can you tell us a little bit about what an ICO is and uh, and why it made sense for your business? Right. So the word the the, the, the abbreviation ICO was um, borrowed from IPO, which is an in, initial um, product offering. <laughs> I've got that wrong. <laughs> Anyways, from from the um, the listings business where where you list list your 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 company. Um, we call it an initial coin offering, and the initial coin offering would be exactly the same as as raising funds, but in a different way. So instead of going to an angel investor first that puts up the initial amount of money, you'd and then after the in, initial amount of money, you'd go to a venture capitalist, and it's all one person and a second person that you see. Now 
using cryptocurrencies, we go to the entire international audience and say, guys, this is what we're busy with. This is our ICO pitch. So this is the description of what we want to do. We are selling little coins, which gives you a stake in that project. And in that way, instead of going to one venture capitalist and one angel investor, we're going to a hundred oh, a million people, could be a hundred million people, and saying, would you like to, to invest in my little business for a small amount of money? And all those small amounts of money creates a big amount of money that enables us to fulfill these dreams. Now, you said earlier um, this was for uh, investing in property and being able to invest with maybe as little as something like $2. Um, is there any way to, to sort of gate uh, who's buying into it uh, or to vet them? Sure. So in, in our case, we use two tokens. The first token is the PropX token, and that's the token that creates a fund. This fund is going to be used to, to purchase the shares um, offshore. Now, these people that buy into the fund will receive dividends back from the, these investments. And for them to receive those dividends, they need to provide us with a FICA profile. We call it FICA. I'm not sure whether you call it FICA in, in the States or in Canada. Um, but it's basically your personal profile with your passport and your basic personal details. Um, so we need to verify that you are the person behind the behind the computer that you say you are before we can pay money out to you. And that just goes around money laundering and um, funding terrorism and stuff like that. We None of us in the IT world want to to enable that so we go out of our way to to make the systems as secure and and and, and logic as possible okay that that's pretty interesting so it sounds to me like uh, with your particular ICO um, people are buying in and they're buying uh, shares into a fund uh, but then they also have to verify their identity in some way uh, with that which seems a little bit different from uh, the way that a lot of the other blockchain sort of um, money, I, I guess, uh, cryptocurrencies uh, work in that a lot of times there's a, a, a level of anonymity. So the anonymity is always there when you've already registered. So let, let, let's take a step back. We're not talking about PropX or ProsperiProp now. We're just talking about mm -hmm. Bitcoin and the, the exchanges like Bitrex and um, those guys. When you register your account on an exchange to start trading Bitcoin, you've got exactly the same thing that you need to go through. You need to go through a verification process where they ask you to submit these this documents and the information. But once you're on that exchange and you can start trading, you earn Bitcoin and you can send that Bitcoin to another person. Absolutely anonymous. And that's where the an an anonymity comes in. So from... What we, what I think what, what the entire movement tries to do is to decentralize it, take it out of the hands of the, the corporates that currently manage money and that manage um, all these transactions. They, they want to take it to a level of the Internet where we're able to interact with each other on an anonymously level, but to get to that point, we need to verify who you are. Why does an ICO make sense for you now and not uh, traditional sort of fundraising? I think the the time it takes to go th go through venture capitalist after venture capitalist and um, 
submitting to them mostly so for 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 your listeners that have never never done this process before when you go to a venture capitalist they often ask you to sign an nda and then secondly a, a non-compete clause where you while you're speaking to them they've got the first right of refusal so and that process can take three to six months before they are ready to make a decision you normally uh, say say the first decision goes against you and you go to a second um, venture capitalist that's a year down the line and what the difference is now is with ICOs it's a smaller amount of money and you can go to a lot of people directly saying guys this is what I want to do do you understand this it's a yes or no decision immediately people either support you or they don't uh, on your site here and it's uh, propxico.com correct slash ICO uh, and we've got an intro that says PropX token and Tree token. Can you tell me a little bit about these two different tokens and what they are and how they work? Right. So remember the vision of our company was to make it possible for the man on the street to get involved in, um, in, in, in property. So we use the blockchain to enable that, right? So for us to be able to... to to do that, we need to create a fund, and we allow people, we are inviting people from all over the world to buy a PropX token to establish this fund. Now, there's only a limited number of PropX tokens available, and uh, once those are sold, it's sold, and the fund is set up, and everybody that has bought the PropX token are now part of this fund, right? The next step would be to go and buy property shares in the best and the biggest property portfolios in the world, and put those shares into a company, and those shares now start earning dividends and their capital start growing, they earn capital growth. And against those shares, we then issue a second token called the tree token because we believe that wealth should grow like a tree. We issue that token and we sell that to those guys, the guys of our vision, the people that want to invest in property but they really don't have 10,000 Rand or $10,000 to do it. Um, we sell those tokens at $2 a piece. And people can buy them one at a time, they can buy 10 at a time, they can buy two a week as they please and when they please. What's the technology behind that? So the tech behind it is really just blockchain. Um, and on top of blockchain, the, the cryptocurrency technology. And I'm not sure whether you've had a program yet where you've discussed um, cryptocurrencies and what they are, but uh, this is our this is our first actually, and you're the first. Really, ah, I'm honoured. <laughs> so, um, a cryptocurrency is nothing to be afraid of. Um, it's just a, it, it's it's basically a promise. It's a promissory note in a in a technology space, and the the promissory note says we've got. An asset, whether it's a, a um, whether it's cash, or a farm somewhere in there's an asset behind this. That asset gets encrypted, and that it gets sent around the world, and it gets recorded on this thing called the blockchain. Now, the simplest way to think of the blockchain, it's a massive global ledger. Everything gets recorded. Everything gets verified. It sits on millions of computers around the world. So. For you to make a change on the blockchain, you need to inform all of these other computers and they need to verify that you are legitimately making that change. So it's an incredibly safe and secure way of transacting and also almost free and almost instant. Very cool. So now when it comes to uh, the, the tech behind an ICO, uh, and please correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but my understanding is there's there's a few different ways to go about this. On the one hand, 
you could um, purchase an amount of an existing coin uh, on an existing network and then uh, put the coin through a process, adding some metadata to sort of color that coin or paint that coin and then you have a token um, and you can issue a certain amount of those, but then there's a, a predetermined uh, amount and there's no mining involved or anything like that. On the other hand, you could uh, take an existing coin, um, maybe Ethereum for example, and make a fork of it. Uh, and then if you do something like that, you could still have the, uh, the mining and everything, but then you're, you're responsible for setting up the infrastructure. Uh, and then on the other hand, you could uh, do everything from scratch uh, and kind of code out a new, a new system. Uh, what did, is, is that correct, first of all? And the other thing is, what did, uh, what did you decide to do? Sure. So uh, what you're touching on is the key difference between coins and tokens. Bitcoin was the very first coin. Um, it is the very first way of transacting and, and paying digitally. And as, as that, it becomes your reference coin, right? And there's the Bitcoin um, technologies that sits on the Bitcoin blockchain. And all of that software is open source. You can actually go and download that to your computer right now and start your own coin. They have no problem with that. Now, every time that you copy that software and you make changes or you make it better, the only thing that you need to remember is that you need to um, allow other people to access that, that software again. So it's all community-based. Anyway, the point was, you've got your Bitcoin software, that's the coin software, and it's a financial system. It's all about payments. When Ethereum went and copied that and they started the Ethereum blockchain, they decided to better it in a way. They've decided to add smart contracts and add this and that and the other. And they created Ethereum. Now, Ethereum could still run on the Bitcoin blockchain. If they wanted, they can create their own blockchain. But the point is that it's a payment system. Therefore, they're a coin. On our side, we've got tokens. Now, a token is an asset-backed item. But it does not run on its own blockchain. It does not run on its own um, technology. It's basically somebody else's technology, as you said, painted it a different color. We've put an asset behind it to give it value. In our case, it's property. And that token is then sold to people as an investment. There, there are a few uh, ICOs happening right now. It seems to be uh, a sort of a, a, a trend. Um, people are hopping on to this and uh, I, it seems like it's becoming more and more popular and we'll start to see, uh, I, I expect, we'll start to see a lot more people doing it, including Burger King with their, their Whopper coin. Yeah. Um, now, it does also seem like some of, these, some of these offerings seem very legitimate and some of them seem maybe a little bit less than legitimate. Uh, there's some question around, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Paragon. Uh, they have a, a coin offering as well and there's been quite a, little, uh, quite a bit of hype there on Reddit and, and some other places. Um, how can one sort of verify that if they're buying into a token, um, that what they're buying into is a legitimate company? Okay, I think there are a couple of steps you can follow, and I think it's a very, very important question. The, the fact that ICOs are so easy to do, so easy to get into, makes it open or opens it up for abuse. And for people to, to understand which ICO is a valid ICO, first thing you need to do is read the white paper. Now, a white paper is what we create 
in detail, uh, it's like a business plan for technology. We write in detail exactly what we're going to do. And you can um, scrutinize that document and you'll see exactly and understand exactly what where it comes from. If that white paper does not make sense to you, then that's the first alarm bell. The second point that you need to look at is the team that's involved. Um, are there a team that has, has experience in what they're doing? Are there, are there a team that can be validated? Do you trust the people involved? And then the third key, I would say, is, is the people involved? Are they willing to go into the media, um, have um, open themselves up, talk about their product? Because often people that want to scam you out of a few dollars won't go into the media because they don't want to be seen or known. So I think those are three steps that you can quickly check. There's a fourth one, but it's um, is the token that they that they use is that verified? Now the community normally normally verifies a token, and that's probably one of the most important things. Just make sure that it's verified. Okay, so you want to take a look at uh, look at the company, read the white paper, Correct. Uh, do your research on that. See, are they uh, do they have a good plan, a good vision? Um, do they have a team? Are they, they public with the team? Can we see who's behind this? Yeah. Uh, and is, is the coin itself community verified? Yeah, and, and then Google it. Eh? Um, Google the ICO. If somebody else got burnt by that, it will be on, you'll, on the internet somewhere and you'll find it. You said earlier that it's pretty easy to do an ICO. So let's say um, I, have, I have a podcast and I want to do an ICO. Does it make sense? Um, it might. Uh, it depends on your plan. It depends on your vision for that podcast. Um, is it going to be something new and unique that's going to change people's lives that people would want to buy into, that's going to excite the world? Now, what would be some uh, maybe words of wisdom or caution going into that if I were to set up an ICO? Um, what's some of the difficulty behind it? You said it was uh, fairly easy, but are there any um, caveats? Oh, for sure. Um, it's easy setting up the technology. Um, you go onto a website, you create your coin, you create the website and you start marketing it. The business plan behind it is not as easy. It comes back to what every entrepreneur is used to and that's creating a business plan and modeling that business so that it makes financial sense. So for you to set up an ICO way before you launch your token, before you launch your website, anything else, you will do your business plan, get the right people involved with, with that business. And at that point, you've got, you then make a decision. Are we going to go to through the normal channels, the standard channels of venture capital, or are we going to do this as an ICO? And that's about it. Coming back to Prosperaprop, so how, Prosper. how should I be pronouncing this? So we've got um, the tokens, um, Prop X and the Tree token. They belong to a company called Prosperiprop. And um, that Prosperity Prop company is registered in South Africa. In the United States, at least, there's some regulations starting to come in, or it seems like they're coming in, around whether a, um, a an initial coin offering is a security versus not. Now, is there a difference between something like uh, ICOing with a coin offering that is a security versus a commodity? In, in essence, in concept, no, because it... It basically is the same thing. 
Um, and, and that's why the, the American authorities also decided, and they ruled against. They said that for a, a coin offering to be launched and sold in America, those people need to, uh, the, the, the sellers need to be registered with the financial lawmakers in, in the U.S. Um, and I understand why they do it. They do it to protect their citizens because it's so easy to, to now fraudulently set up something and, and defraud people out of thousands of, of rands. But it's also to protect the company. So in South Africa, we've got um, the same kind of laws where we need to register and they prescribe that you keep documentation for a certain amount of time. They ask us to communicate certain things, certain risk, declare risk to our clients so that they, the client knows exactly what they're getting into. It's not a difficult thing to do, but it's a very valid thing to do. Okay, so coming back to, uh, back to your ICO and your coin offerings, yeah. uh, I'm still a little bit confused here between the exact difference between the PropX token and the tree token. Uh, and you mentioned before that uh, we could get started with as little as two dollars so i'm kind of thinking you know why not why wouldn't i throw in you know five dollars or ten dollars or, or fifty dollars or something and you know if it if it becomes something down the road awesome if it doesn't well hey i i would get to contribute to an ico um which coin or which token would be the right one for me uh, and how would i choose so the tree token is not available right now and um, the tree token will only become available way further down in the future, about six months from now. Right now, the PropX token is the one that you should look at. Um, the PropX token is going to set up that, that global fund. And when you buy a PropX token for a dollar, which is the current price, um, that PropX token is going to make you part of this entire global fund. So if you do venture five or ten dollars on it it's not a massive amount of money to risk but you're going to have a lot of fun doing it throughout the stage we could keep on communicating with you we show you when we buy property shares in these massive organizations chances are that your five dollars would be investing right next to somebody like a richard branson um in, in a property project where he's involved the, the chances are very good and we we communicate it back to you and say guys your five PropX tokens have done this today. And that's the exciting part. And after a while, um, in about 12 months' time, we'll start declaring dividends. And that's where you, you will see your, 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 prop, your, your PropX token grow. But also, you'll be able to, to trade your PropX token on the different exchanges. And that's exciting. Does it matter that um, Prosperaprop is located in South Africa and I'm located in Canada? Not at all. Um, it's a global business. Um, the technology that we use is global. The companies that we are going to invest in are all global. And all of the transactions get recorded on the blockchain. And as you'd remember, the blockchain is a global ledger that's publicly visible. So everything that we do is, is up above board and it's open. But to top all of this, we've approached one of the world's top five audit, auditing firms to provide oversight. So once the company um, gets running, the auditing firm will come in, they'll look at the way that we've spent the money, um, everything that we've earned, and they'll make it known to all the PropX um, investors saying, this is exactly what your money's done um, to the last cent. A while ago, you know, when, when Bitcoin first kind of people started talking about it, uh, there was a lot of hype around this decentralization 
decentralized currency and a decentralization uh, effectively of power that could happen as a result of that. But we didn't necessarily, uh, at least I don't think so, we didn't necessarily see that happening too much. Um, whereas now, a lot of people are jumping on this ICO and there's, there's a lot of hype around it, but we are kind of seeing that we can tie these ICOs uh, to almost anything and in a way, you know, if, if we have things like Whopper coins where you have a commodity and um, I, I guess I've got to read the white paper on that because I'm not sure, but I'm just imagining maybe one coin is worth a, a Burger King Whopper, um, then, then effectively are we are we now moving toward this sort of decentralized um, currency and decentralized power? We certainly are. I think um, we are already in it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to fall back on our our um, analogy of the email. When email started out, there was um, some resistance, and especially in the older crowd, would have said, "You know what? I'm happy to just write a, a letter. I'm happy to just send a fax." But it caught up with him eventually, and now email has become the de facto way of, of um, communicating and interacting, especially in the business space. The same thing is happening with the cryptocurrency space and the payment space, the digital payments. And we are so far down that line that I think it's irreversible. That's why the banks, and um, I'll, I'll speak about that just now, but that's why the banks are also investing in the development and design of these technologies so that they can offer it in a, in a safe way to their clients. So there definitely is um, a way that, 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 that there's new um, technology that's decentralized, that that works together with your more corporate formal um, companies in the world. And that's that those companies provide the security to their customers. They are the guys that have the trust. They've got the money to make things happen. But they don't necessarily have the, the, the nimble fingers to create these brand new systems um, that's all offline and, and sits in cyberspace. So there is a, a connect that's going to happen, that I see happening, where they provide that level of comfort and service to their clients but they use the blockchain and everything else like your prop X assets to invest these people's money in to keep it safe and, and to grow and whatever else needs to happen. Okay, so let's say I want some prop X tokens right now. Right. What do I do? Where, where would I go to get some? PropXICO.com. When you go to PropXICO.com, um, you'll see a little blue button at the bottom of the screen that says pre-ICO. The pre-ICO is us saying, guys, we're about to launch our ICO on the 8th of September. We're going to launch a, a test set of a million tokens for you guys to, to buy at a very special price. And that test set of tokens does two things for us. It helps us double-check our systems, make sure all the money goes where it should go. Um, it registers everything else. But also it, it gives us a bit of a marketing budget. Um, we're just a bunch of... Um, guys that, that sell funding this. So it gives us a marketing budget to go out internationally and say, guys, this is us, and introduce the entire Prosperity Prop concept with everything that we want to do. So this is some, um, you know, I'm just taking a look at the pricing here, mm. and this is, a, this is a pretty big difference. So we've got your pre-ICO pricing. There's an early bird special for the first 100,000 coins of just, you know, 10 cents per token. Uh, compared to on the opening day, you still have a special, but that, that goes up to 75 cents per token. And then after opening day, you're talking about about a dollar per token. 
Correct. So, and that dollar per token is what we're going to sell at for the inter international community. We're going to go out and say to people, for just one dollar, you can become part of this global property investment fund and it's going to be an incredibly exciting marketing venture so for you to get involved at the right in the beginning saying guys i'm happy to trust you guys with 10 american cents i would do it um it's it's going to be it's going to change the way that people look at buying into property so if your uh ico is officially happening september 8th is it possible for me to get in on that pre-ICO and how do I do so? Right now. Yes, you can. As I said, propxico.com, you click on that blue button, um, select credit card or cryptocurrency as your, as your payment method. If you select credit card, a little payment form pops up and it'll automatically um, populate the, the, the value field that you filled in and press the button and you can get into cryptocurrencies using your credit card and that's it so propx uh, slash ico um, and uh i can read the white paper i can find out what's going on and i can choose to buy in whether it's at the pre-ico pricing uh ico opening day on september 8th or even after opening day so how long do you run the ico for um in our case we're running it for 45 days um, from the 8th of September, probably a bit more than 45, up until the last day of October. So 12 on the 1st of November, it'll switch off, and whatever has been sold has been sold, and that's what we use to, to generate and create this massive fund. Um, so yes, yeah, so the propxico.com is where you need to go. You don't even need the forward slash ICO, just propxico.com and the blue button. Now hopefully uh, your ICO goes great and I'd really like to follow up with you afterwards, uh, maybe in early November and see how it went. Drew, it would, it would be an absolute pleasure. It, it was a pleasure speaking to you guys, but um, also greetings to the people in Canada. Uh, I know you guys, your summer is almost past. We've had a, a particularly cold winter in South Africa. We're not used to cold. So we're looking forward to summer to start well, from today, spring day. Oh, wow. That's really cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Lou. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. Fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity, Drew. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Vancouver Tech Podcast. Check out our website, vancouvertechpodcast.ca. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Much appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter, Van Tech Podcast. Feel free to leave some comments below. You can also hit us up on the YVR Dev, the Vancouver Tech, the Van Tech Slacks. I'm at James. And I'm at Drew. Special thanks to Same Room for hooking us up with an integration that allows us to have a cross-team Slack channel, Van Devs. Do you have a meetup that you want us to plug? Email us, show at vancouvertechpodcast.ca. Music by A Shell in the Pit from the game Parkitect. See you at one of the meetups around, around town. town.